0: good morning good afternoon everybody for those of you that are joining us live thank you for joining us i am one of your hosts atusa and we have my fabulous co-host hollis as well welcome to episode 11 of goodbye Bullshit, hello happiness and we have a wonderful guest here today with us and I cannot wait for you guys to learn about all the great things she's doing. Uh-huh. Um, her name is June, and she is a founder and CEO of Extraordinary You and the Extraordinary Women's League. Welcome, June. Thank you. Thank, thank, you, thank you for joining you. us. Oh,
1: my goodness. I'm so excited to be here. And I, I say that in all sincerity, Atusa and Hollis. This is, I was looking forward to. Um, to being here because even when we talked a little bit about the opportunity to you know to invite me into your show I felt this level of energy like I felt this like immediately like everything started to elevate just at the opportunity for us to spend a little bit of time together and that doesn't always happen that doesn't always happen so I knew I was being invited into a very special space and so thank you beautiful women so much for having me.
0: Thank you, thank you. It was the, Yeah, we had a lovely conversation. It was supposed to be, I think, for, we said 10, 15 minutes, and we were on the phone for probably close to an hour. I want to say.
1: That makes <laughs> so, sense.
0: <laughs> it was really good. So, June, tell us or tell the audience about yourself and what you're doing. And um, I want to hear all about the Extraordinary Women's League and um, also... Bullshit! Did you have to say goodbye oh. to to get to where you are now and do the great work you're doing for the women out
1: there? Well, thank you for you know for asking all the right questions. I love the name of this podcast, and I think that um, Hollis had come to me and said, you know, would you be interested in doing that as this podcast? And I said, as soon as I saw the title of your podcast, I'm like, yes, I'm totally, totally in, um, because uh, the extraordinary women's league is about to kick off a three month launch into something not so dissimilar (laughs) called get out of our way. We have important shit to do. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, so I'm aligned with these sisters completely. And, uh, and then we had our discussion. And of course uh, we went into a deep dive. uh, And that was lovely. So I, I do personal professional development coaching. Um, I come from a therapeutic background. I have a master's in counseling psychology and got turned on to the coaching world about, um, well, interestingly enough, about 11 years ago. And, and and I also thought it was fascinating that I'm on the 11th episode and, and my favorite number is 11, or I'm one of those eleven eleven 11 people that see eleven eleven 11 everywhere. So complete and total alignment uh, to be able to be here with you t- today. And um, I'm excited to, to launch this program. Um, because COVID shut us down, basically. I had this Extraordinary Women's League. I started my business 11 years ago with the Extraordinary Women's League around three years ago. And then COVID came in and uh, we would meet live all together, this incredible community of extraordinary women they are all doing growth work. And I, I used to refer to it, it took me a while to kind of capture, like what the heck is going on here that's so darn magical. But basically it felt like skilled coaching Cooking, cocktails, and community. Mm. Ooh, at all, all things, all things yummy, and that I love. And then, um, of course, so much wisdom in the group that it talk about that feeling of elevation. Um, this group really took on a life of its own. So I'm super excited to be able to be launching that again, and also just to be sharing it with you and your community, um, who also understands what's necessary in order for us to step into our power and to be able to start to give up the bullshit. And generally it starts with us in our own heads.
0: Nice, nice. Just a couple questions. So it is an online group or do you guys, uh, because of COVID I'm assuming you're doing this yeah, online?
1: Yes. So because of COVID, we are gonna be doing the majority of this online uh, for two reasons, You know, one for our health, I'm not, I, We're not out of the woods here. Um, one of my clients th- who was triple vaccinated just came down with COVID, so uh, we know we're not out of the woods. And but I'm hoping that come December uh, or early January that we can do a big live celebration. We could all come together. And at the end of all my leagues, I always do a live. Uh, I always do a celebration where we do extraordinary women's league trivia and lots of prizes. And I usually bring in like a singer songwriter and it's just an elevated experience to kind of culminate what we've all just gone through together. So that's my hope. Um, The bright side, I think there's always a silver lining. I always tend to try to really look for that silver lining is that we get to throw a wider net So my clients in Florida, my clients in Nashville um, and my clients in California can join us. I can be, we can all be together. And so I think that will be a fabulous opportunity for everybody to get to know each other. Just like you, you all are in different places. We're all in different places. And that has been, I think, the upside to what we're experiencing.
0: Great, great. So one of the topics, I know we were talking about it before uh, coming on, um, I was telling June and Hollis that today it's all about the flow and not doing anything, the art of doing nothing. Um, So ladies, what do you guys think about that? The art of doing nothing and just letting things flow to us.
1: Atusa, uh, when you said that to, to me, um, I, I got this wave and I literally was like, woof, like, you know, gosh, it just felt so good to be able to just even entertain that idea. Like, wow, the art of doing nothing. And I settled back into myself in that place of like a deep, deep exhale. Um, and that's what I love about your energy. It's so in the flow and so authentic that you have the, um, I, I once met this man who studied under the Dalai Lama for five five years. And every time I'm in his presence, like when I'm in your presence, I just start to feel like um, I can drop down into just a different energy. And that allows for that uh, feeling of uh, – to, to entertain the idea of doing nothing, which is extremely hard for me as a coach because I'm built in a, in a way where action – um And being able to step in to um, our gifts and share things and kind of live in a place of expansion it takes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. and I uh, support people in being able to try to move through some of the places where they may get paralyzed or stuck, which is so different than this energy you're talking about, the sort of ability to disengage they're, they're really different um so. I thank you. I just want to thank you for like bringing this to me to entertain that idea that we definitely need those times to pause and honor that space in order to to be able um, to to live in a deeper place of expansion.
0: I think if we give ourselves permission, I think that's where um, everything... um, is people giving themselves permission mm-hmm. to just be and do nothing because the, the programming that's running in the background constantly is one of fear that tells you, well, if you stop and do nothing, then nothing is going to happen. You're not going to get anything. You're going to get... So all these stuff starts happening in the back of the head. All the programs start running. And they, everybody's freaking out. Oh, my God, no. We have to move her. She has to do something. She yes. can't just sit down. Yes. she sits, everything is going to break. <laughs> yeah. So it's just stopping that one and saying, it's okay. And giving yourself permission to do nothing and letting things flow to you for a change rather than us grabbing and mm. going at it and trying to get it like this. So.
1: Ah, I love that. I love that idea. I, I know for me, there's been a big shift in, um, you know, in not, in feeling uh, like that, a place of, of surrendering, mm-hmm. of being able to surrender. Um, And I found that it is true that, you know, so you know, the fear initially of disengaging with my clients and disengaging with the Extraordinary Women's League and all these things that went down uh, over this last 18 months, that it doesn't take much, it doesn't take much to kind of recreate something that we had to take pause on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we come back to it, in it with a richer, uh, with, a, with a different set, sense of richness. I think. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, agreed. I think the big word that was coming to me too, Atusa, was permission. When you said that, like very much so we don't give ourselves that permission. And yeah, I think, I think it's necessary to take the break. Like we need to, or else we will burn out and melt down. And then other things come out in ways that we don't want them to come out. Because like you're saying, June, it's that it's that, you know, that action. we're going, 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 but we're gonna burn out at some point if we don't give ourselves that pause. Mm-hmm. And we don't show up in the way that is um, helpful to ourselves or to other people. We come off as being very cranky and angry and whatever because we haven't taken that pause. and um, it's that art of doing nothing for me. it's it's not easy, I have to say, admittedly um because i'll very specifically say out loud i'm not doing anything worth work i am not i'm stepping away i am i am going to go clean which is i've kind of made these google lists not lists like a calendar where it gives myself for me it's helpful it gives myself a visual block of time so i can as i'm jumping kind of my brain would jump around i'm like for this amount of time this is what i've allotted and if it's doing sitting around, hanging out, meditating, if it's cleaning, then I found for me, it's a way to organize my brain and allow that permission. So I won't jump all over the place. Um, but yeah, it's that art of doing nothing. It truly is how you craft it and how you shape
1: it. I love what I love what you said, Hollis, where you said, um, you know, we come off as angry or cranky or whatever. And I'm like, no, yes, because we are angry and cranky. <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah, it's because if we don't have that downtime, it actually that's actually what really happens. So I mean, for me, um, I mean, I think for a lot of people, like, where do you get those aha moments? We're in the bathtub or on a walk or um, you know, when there is some quiet time, that's where a lot of magic happens. So you're right. We have to, Atusa. you're a hundred percent right. We have to give ourselves permission to nap for sure. And there's, the, that, there's that what, word,
2: Atusa. Sorry, magic. Yeah, I know. Magic. My
0: word, magic. Oh, <laughs> um, Recreate. You said something um, very important, recreate or to create. Again, uh, that's Hollis's creativity, mm. Hollis. And that's um, when you step back, like you guys said, and you let things flow to you, and you're taking the time to step away and relax and sit and be with yourself. And that flowing is going to bring what you need, is going to bring what you're looking for, it's going to give you new ideas, new perspective, and um, things that you weren't even thinking about, maybe that you like or don't like, or, um, you know, just something that you haven't even thought about, or somebody new, or just expands your vision more. So mm-hmm. I think that's very important, recreate, recreate and create You need that time, that pause in your life. And I think that's what COVID gave to a lot of people, um, the opportunity to forcefully (laughs) take a break and sit back. And I heard so many stories during COVID of people that they uh, changed jobs. They started their own companies. They were working for these big companies. They either got laid (laughs) off Or um, they stayed home and they're like, okay, now I have time. Now I want to do what I want to do. And I know so many people started businesses, changed their jobs, or um, just took on things that they wouldn't normally do, creativity. Um, they started photography, something that they wanted to do and couldn't do. And that was COVID, I think, it was a great thing in that aspect that forced Pause. It was like you guys are not giving yourselves permission to sit down, so I'm forcing you to sit down and look and see what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, it's a deep COVID for sure. This time is an incredible deep dive, um, and there were there are so many hidden gifts. And I, I think I think we have to be mindful of like that it when we say you know, COVID was this and COVID was that. COVID is not over, you know, in my, yeah. and for me, like it, it, you know, they're just, I think that it, it's now 700. It, we just hit like seven or 800. We just rounded that figure. And so there's, there, in my perspective, because as I, I meant had mentioned to Atusa on our call, our uh, pre-call and Hollis knows this too. I almost lost my husband during COVID, so there's this, there's this, yes, incredible opportunity. The, I mean, I've never seen such a clear sky. It was so quiet for a while. You know, no one was on the road. Um, there were animals that you know came out that hadn't we hadn't seen, and birds. And time where people, I had, I have this one client. She had always just longed to play board games with her kids. She had mentioned it like every se- every other session. Loved. I just want to play board games. And so COVID provided that she was going to play board games with her kids. And then there's the other side, which is the enormous loss, mm-hmm. enormous loss of people um, with their jobs and their homes and their livelihood and their and their loved ones. Um, and I, I deeply feel that we need to spend a little more time doing this, like processing, mm-hmm. what yes. the hell are we living through? Not lived through, but continuing to live through. And I think that that's adding to this level of exhaustion that, that people are experiencing and don't necessarily have the words to identify. Why am I feeling such an intense level of exhaustion? Or this need to to find a place to disengage, like you're describing, and, and take you know, permission to nap, because we're we're in historical times. We're in you know we're living through something that is huge, and I'm continually surprised at how little of this that we're doing. This beautiful opportunity just to talk about the upside. The necessity for disengaging and the places where um, we're processing loss and then also where we're celebrating opportunities to be able to you know lift and create out of the ashes really
0: again when um, you are doing nothing that gives you that opportunity whether you're breathing you're giving yourself the time I find that um, even going, people that are going through grieving processes, they don't give themselves permission. Yes. They're just looking for the fix, you know, put a bandaid on it and let's yes. go to the next thing because I got to move. No. This is the time for you to sit, right. to be with yourself, to process those things and do nothing other than to allow yourself to grieve. Absolutely. I, that's, I have a, a, that's important. I'm glad you mentioned that. It's yeah. not just for, you know, things flowing to you, but that mm. it's necessary to take time to sit in order to process things so that you can release and let go of things as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: how do you, I know, Alice, you mentioned, you said how you give yourself permission. You block out time. June, what do you do to give yourself permission to just, do
1: nothing. Um, well, I'll let me just just before I w- I will love to answer that, but I also just want to kind of uh, echo what you're saying about uh, grief and the importance of grief grieving. You know, they call it the the you know the grieving period, mm-hmm. right? It's a grieving period. And I was talking to uh, one of my clients the other day. She just unfortunately had two giant losses back to back within weeks. And she is caught in that trap that you described, you know, which is you know, kind of like, okay, so I, I, don't, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. I don't, know why, I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to feel, right? I don't want to feel this way. And I encouraged her that this is the grieving period, like lean heavily into the grieving period, because that's one thing that our society has allowed for and they don't necessarily always allow for that's uncomfortable for a lot of people grief. So for for her to really acknowledge that it's just absolutely okay to be absolutely not okay. Mm-hmm. And to take just deep care of herself for right now and and definitely at a much slower pace and that um, to take advantage of that because there does because of the way we're built she will have to eventually you know go back to work and feed her kids and all that other stuff, but not today, not today. Yeah. Yes. So um, yeah. I, I'm so glad you brought that up because I literally just, it was like just a few days ago, I had this conversation with her about, about taking time to grieve. You know, this is, it's so important. And we all know what happens. I think we know when we skip that, when we don't do that, how that, how we carry that with us and it creates you know so much anxiety and Frustration and confusion, and it can get really, really complicated. So, um, so for me, it's a good question. It's hard for me. I'm gonna be honest. It's really, really hard for me. But I, through this journey um, of almost losing my husband, he was in the ICU uh, for three months on life support, including beyond the ventilator, which is an ECMO machine. And so, the level of stress. Including not being able to be with him or you know see him, or all conversations were through doctors. Um, I I have never in my life ever experienced such an intense level of stress. So my hair, um, I I could feel my nerves on my. Head. <laughs> like just where that was like the weirdest scalp experience i can exp- and i felt like my hair was just coming out in like handfuls the level of stress was so intense and at the same time uh it became really clear to me that i there had to be some way to to, to decompress and so every single night i know it sounds simple and it's so beyond like there's not enough bath salts in the world um, I would every single night make sure that I, I, would call them bath cocktails and I had friends like dropping off, like, you know, this bubble bath and that's all. And I would just like, I would make it like you're making a mojito, like a little <laughs> of this, a little of that, you know, whatever, just to kind of give myself a place to try, to try to begin to deescalate from what was often pretty intense days for an extremely long duration you know, three months is a really long time. And the majority of that was pretty difficult because we really, he, he is a miracle. My husband's a miracle. So that was very, very helpful. And then the other piece I'm gonna say um, in terms of decompressing is an acknowledgement that I'm not alone and that there is, there are people and there's a community. And we used we called this group of community that this large community that formed a love army, a love army. And I think that life feel, one way to start to begin to decompress is to acknowledge that you do not have to do it all alone. There is love out there in the world. There is love, like love is a pretty beautiful thing. And if you're willing to be able to um, open yourself up to be vulnerable enough to to let that intense level of love come in, that truly miracles can happen. So I I and I never have experienced that on that level before, but it, and it's easy to start to step back from that to kind of because there is a vulnerability around it and a visibility around it to be in that kind of engagement with other people around where you're very very vulnerable. But it has been a lesson to me. And I think women in general, we need to learn. Like, we don't have to bootstrap it and, like, muscle it out. Because when you were talking about uh, dis- that place of disengaging, I kept thinking about that image of, like, how we muscle things, how we push and we mus- muscle. And that really when we're able to, like, let go, like, that, that trust, that's the word, we start to be able to trust, then that's where the magic that you talk about, the miracles happen. Where we 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 go into a place of deep deep trust, uh, and it has to start with, with us releasing, you know, re- letting that go. So, I, I'm working on it. I can honestly say I definitely need to push myself to be able to, to do that, what, this, what you suggested. But I'm so open to suggestion. And that's why I love when you just like threw it out there. I'm like immediately like, oh, <laughs> I'm just going to take soak it all in. It feels so good to be surrounded by you, Atusa, uh, and your incredible energy and, and reminder, this huge tap on our shoulders. Yes, this is necessary. We get to have permission to nap, to disengage, to be able to even what you did say with your son like not like not today <laughs> not today
0: right I did that a lot with him <laughs> but yeah. that's the um, one thing a couple of words you said that were key that I always say tell people trust and vulnerability first you have to be okay with being vulnerable that by doing this again it comes back right from that fear I know I have this fear. And by me not listening to this fear and giving myself permission, I'm making myself vulnerable. And I'm trusting that whatever I need, whatever is for me, is going to happen, is going to come to me. And in that trust and vulnerability, again, you use the word love as well. I tell, um, I give some of my clients this exercise that, You get narrow, your vision gets narrow on how things you want are flowing to you. Even if you think about money, money has to be an income source that has to come only through these channels. Love, it has to only come through these people and these channels. But if you open yourself up and be willing to trust and be vulnerable, see the things that you are trying to receive or want to receive, how many different ways it's already flowing to you? You're already getting it. You're either getting it through the through nature. You're getting it through your neighbor. You're getting it through um, maybe even the grocery person. Yes. Just open yourself up and i really i'm glad you mentioned the love army because that was such an incredible story and if you can go a little bit more deeper into that because that is just the power of love unconditional love of people coming together for a common good to just you're not even after getting anything i just want to bring my love to help somebody else so um if you can share that story with us about the love arm. Well, you know,
1: I, so uh, again, just when my husband was sick, a friend of mine said, you know, she worked in hospice and she um, had talked about that uh, uh, something called the caring bridge which is uh, many people know about the caring bridge it's a great way for people to be able to get meals to a family or to get information out because there were so many people that wanted to know what was happening day in day out it would be impossible to be i mean i, I started out by texting you know there were four and then six and then ten and then 12, uh, she's like we gotta do something a little different so we created the caring bridge which was gave an opportunity for me to tell people every day it was helpful they were, they were invested and uh, it became like a group of maybe, I don't know, close to 700 people that were checked in thousands of times on what was happening with my husband. And so uh, one of my friends said something about, I, I think she used the term, gosh, you and you really have a love army. And I'm like, oh my God, you're right. I have a, we have a love army. And then it occurred to me that there's power, there's, I knew that there was power inside this love army by a level of being able to activate prayer. And I hadn't been someone that was someone that regularly prayed. I don't think I understood it until this experience, but there, th- this is actually what got cultivated, was a love army of people that were sending energy and uh, to bring my husband home, to, cr- to form a miracle. And there was, there was a, uh, a caveat, and that is that we would do it in an elevated way where we would only focus on him coming home. We would only focus on him coming home and everybody was on board because I, I, why, because to entertain anything else would be too difficult. What would, would would I and the rest of the Love Army, would we have gotten through that had that turned out that way? We, of course, would have. It would have been awful. But we made a decision that that's not how we're going to walk through this. We're going to walk through this with the vision of my husband coming home. No matter what happened on the news, no matter what the doctor said, no matter what, that was our goal. And so this Love Army literally like fell in line. And it was incredible because... It kind of it kind of created a um, it had a life of its own. Outside, I think of what was happening in our personal family. It had a life of its own because everyone it was at the beginning of COVID. Everyone was sheltered. People were didn't necessarily know anyone that had COVID yet their entire lives had changed. So they they were very interested in what was happening with my husband because it affected them. It it made it real for a lot of people. Mm. So, um, and I think that then when they all started to to get to know each other, uh, that feeling of community based on love was something that people I think had been missing. And I think they got to taste what that felt like just to come together, literally all together to save the life of one man they took their role as a member of this love army very seriously and it made a huge impact they know that they are responsible for this miracle i know it because not only you know the doctors are they're in the love army and they know they're in the love army but they say that the love army helped them that our our love army that they were part of also helped sustain them so it's a pretty remarkable thing to be engaged in a community of people based on love and, and a commitment to a vision, a, a joint vision. So, I mean, I've learned, and I've gained so much information, knowledge, um, but I wanted to say, Atusa, that what you bring to the world is that this is not, this is something you already intuitively know, and you, as the teacher, you—you you, there are people inside of this love army like you that help lead this love army. People just like you. So I, um, I just, I really admire you and the work that you do in the world. And I thank you for being able to. Again, you introduced this experience of like, hey, what would it be like to just like this, like just to just to give myself permission to, you know, to, to disengage. I'm like, wow, that's not at all where I thought we were going today. <laughs> but maybe that's exactly what I needed to hear or that our audience today needs to hear. And that doesn't mean that they can't do amazing things and make an extraordinary impact. But in order to do it, you have to be willing to, um, to sit long enough with ourselves, so that we have the ability, the energy to be able to do the work in the world, because it is a lot of energy. I mean, those those sessions, we, we had healing sessions every, every single day for, like, I think it was like 78 days or something like that, all from, from 3 to 3.30. A lot of people would say it was a half an hour, but afterwards I had to go take a nap. It was energy work. Yeah.
0: Yeah, thats is, that, that is really key, that is key. Oh my God. I don't have anything else to say. I think that's perfectly, that's such an amazing story. And I'm so glad that you shared it with people. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for the incredible work you do for women as part of the Extraordinary Women's League and Extraordinary You. Um, The links are on the post, guys. If uh, Check it out. Sign up. Um, Thank you. I, I think you're really gonna you've already uh, have June's energy and you know <laughs> how charged she is. and um, I think you're gonna come out with a great experience. and um, i'm I'm lucky what what you mentioned about like how we run this show, and Hollis talked about, it. I'm lucky to have Hollis honestly on the show because just I think it's that, it's not just my energy, it's the energy that the both of us, we bring together. And ever since I've met her and talked to her, it's just been like, we don't have plans. we just like, eh, let's go and see what we come up with. And literally today, it was like, what are we going to talk about? And then it just comes in, <laughs> it's like, the art of doing nothing. Because art today, of doing nothing. just... You know, my entire persona was acting up the whole day and she just wanted to do
2: nothing. <laughs> but I think it's so. enough. I'm so grateful for the, for the space and the conversation. And June, thank you so much for your vulnerability and your story mm-hmm. and sharing. And all I kept thinking was when you were saying love Army is that people really do want to show up. There are many people that want to show up to be of service. And they weren't coming for John for selfish reasons of, oh, I'm gonna heal him. It wasn't it wasn't that intention. There are people out there, these people, hundreds of people showed up to be like, I wanna be a part of this experience. And like you were saying, there are these. We're human, we're curious. This was the beginning of everything. This was like What's going on? You were kind of living something that they were just, it was new to us. Mm-hmm. But people showing up with that true space and at the heart of it, they do it because of you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, they really do it because even if people didn't know you per se, it was from somebody to somebody to somebody that connected and there was a sense of trust and a safe space that they felt that they could be vulnerable and open up. So just thank you for what, how you present. And June is the most authentic, so genuine and just shows up with her heart on her sleeve, you know?
1: Thank you, Hollis. I mean, we, I have such admiration. I, I know you know that Hollis, from the minute I met you, I've been hearing about you and your work. And we had talked a few times um, about your work and my work. We were trying to find a way to, to connect and then um, one of the women in the league brought Hollis to one of our events. And it was just, I mean, I I just, you know, when you meet someone, you feel like you've always known them. Mm -hmm. I just felt like, oh, we've just always known each other. And I, yeah, just every conversation we've had has just been on that very, very authentic level um your heart also just so big and I think our just our big hearts just <laughs> just like that's so it, it just attracts to each other and the work you do in the world is so incredible incredible work and I'm really excited um about your next book um, and all the things that you're doing you're amazing you're inspirational Well, thank you. This is like a love fest for all of us. It is.
0: But it's it's the energy we're putting out. The the, the energy you put out is the energy you're going to receive back too. And I'm glad you said that. June is going to be one of the authors on uh, Hollis' next book, which is...
2: Invisible No More, Stepping into the Spotlight. Yes. June has been. She's like, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: When I saw that title, I'm like, there's no way I'm not gonna be a part of this book because that's the work that I do every day with my clients. It's helping them to be able to move out, you know, to step into the share their gifts um, and themselves in a in a bigger way. And so it just makes perfect sense to be able to step into that book. And I trust you and I think that it's going to be a remarkable tool to be able to support the work, you know, my little, my chapter in, in your book, that helps me to support the work that I'm already doing. And then I get to be involved in a community of people that are also doing similar work. That's fabulous to me,
2: really exciting. And I appreciate that. And Atusa's, um, her contribution to creativity is whatever you want it to be. The paperback is coming out very, very soon.
0: Yes, look so. love guys. Yeah, so you'll be
2: able to purchase it um, very soon. Details coming. So thank you. you Got to read it to us, the story, and talk about doing the work. Yeah, yeah. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Very right? powerful humans. So, okay, here we go. Everybody, come out.
0: Shine your light. We need more people. We need more extraordinary women to come out and step into their, into not just their light, but to shine that light out. To shine
1: that light. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you,
0: June. Thank you, Hollis. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. This is fabulous. Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye Bye. Bye.